Hey, welcome back to another episode of Internet Exposition. I am your host, Kevin Emery. Uh, we got a pretty good episode today. I'm uh, talking, I wanted to talk a little bit about Fail Army. This is kind of a, well, you could call it a YouTube channel, but they've really expanded beyond that, really. But I still think they're mostly known for their YouTube channel, for the most part. I think that's where they get most of their attention on. But, of course, they've gone beyond that. <laughs> and Fail like I was thinking about it because I was like I was kind of struggling to kind of come up with a topic today. I mean, there's it's not like I've running out of stuff to talk about. Like there's still lots of YouTubers to talk about, Twitch streamers, uh, TikTokers, etc., and different websites and stuff. And but I was just kind of like I wanted to do something a little different today, and I was kind of struggling to think of who or what to talk about. And um, I've been trying this new um, exercise thing, like. Where I, um, basically, this is going to sound really nerdy, but basically I came up with a system to where I can, like, do it RPG style, sort of. Which I've heard of other people kind of doing this before, but I think this is more of an underground thing. I don't think this is, like, a well-known thing in the exercise community. But, um, like, I tried it, um, basically you do so many push-ups, sit-ups, and, uh, um, like jumping jacks, running in place, or running, you know, on a treadmill, or just running outside, whatever you want to do. Um, various types of exercise, basically, uh, within your house or close by in your neighborhood. Um, and you split the exercises up according to what they're doing. So you do it in three categories. You do it in strength. You do it in overall, like, power, I guess you could call it, or core inner strength, I guess, um, and endurance. So you split it into those three categories, each of the exercises. So um, certain exercises that work out more of your strength, you do those and then you add numerical values to them according to how many did. Like, for example, how many push-ups you did, that would be like your number. Like if you did 15 push-ups, then, you know, you would put 15 on the side of uh, according to how many push-ups you did, uh, according to your strength. And you do other strength exercises, and you kind of add them all together and do the average of them. Same thing with your power. You do anything that works out, like your inner core strength, like sit-ups, crunches, you know, uh, maybe like, um, what are those things called? Leg-ups, and, you know, anything that works out like your inner core strength. And then you do endurance, basically, is how long you can really withstand something like Running, biking, jogging, jumping jacks, different things like that that kind of uh, work out a lot of your endurance side of things. And so, like I said, you split up all these into three and you add number values to them according to how long you can do them and how many you can do. And then you equal, add them all together, you know, divide it by three, you get your average, and that is your overall level of where you're at. So I've been trying this new exercise thing, like I said, where I do a variety of these things, and then I write down how many I did, how long I did it for, et cetera, et cetera. And then I just get my the overall average of it, and <laughs> my score was so pathetic, it's not even funny. It's a little hard to explain, like, all the numbers, how I did all the numbers, but basically... I was only able to do like a couple of push-ups. Like I did like three push-ups and I felt like my arms were going to break off. Like, which I've always been really bad at push-ups anyway. Even when I was young and like in a actually pretty good shape, I think especially when I was in middle school, I was always really bad with push-ups. Like I never could do very many push-ups. So that part didn't really surprise me, but it, it did kind of make me like feel laugh or like 
feel embarrassed a little bit. Um, when I found out I could only do like three and I barely managed to do three. And, um, and I was also surprised how few like put, uh, sit-ups and um, how little bit of time I was able to like run around for or run in place, whatever, whatever I decided to do that day. Uh, and jumping jack, like how long I was able to do like stuff like that. I was just shocked on how badly out of shape I had become over these past few years. But then I thought about, it, I'm like, when's the last time I've even exercised, you know, like, like serious exercise. It's like, yeah, every once in a while I'll go for a walk outside. But to me, walking is like, it's so easy. I mean, like, you, you, I could walk for miles. To me, like I hear people talking about like how they went and walked five miles. I'm like, that's really not that hard. To me, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but like to me, like I'm in horrible shape and I could walk for five miles pretty easily. It's not that hard to walk for five miles. So when someone tells me they walk three to five miles, I'm really not that impressed by that. But now running, that's a whole nother ball game. Like I can't barely run for like, you know, 10 steps without feeling like I'm going to have a heart attack. To me, running and walking are two completely different things. And so, like I said, I, you know, so, yeah, I'll walk occasionally, you know. Sometimes I, you know, do, like, small little things and stuff like that. But really beyond that, I haven't done any serious exercising, like, in probably almost three, maybe even longer than that. Let's see. Yeah, like, a good three, maybe even four years now. And I'm just, like, I'm just amazed on how out of shape I have become. I'm just like, geez, Louise, man. And so I started to think about like what an epic fail that was. And that's kind of what triggered in my brain. I was just kind of like, oh, I should do a uh, podcast about fail army. Video sharing catch up. What? What do you have to say? You don't have to watch my stream, mom. I think I should. What are you doing in here? Get out! I'm streaming! What does that mean? Live stream interruption. Because, you know, like if this, some of this stuff was captured on video, you, I, I could almost feel compelled to send it to him. I didn't record any of it, so that's not going to happen. But, but I just that's kind of what triggered me to talk about Fell Army. So Fell Army. Fell Army is a, if you don't know who Fell Army is, basically they're sort of like the pioneers, if you will, of these um, epic fail YouTube channels. Um, and when I say epic fail YouTube channels, like I mean the compilation style channels, like these meme compilation channels. Um, the um, if you've ever gone on YouTube and seen like the meme channels or people dying inside compilation channels or people getting caught doing something stupid, basically just a variety of videos like that. You know what I mean when I talk about those compilation type uh, fail channels, meme channels, and stuff like that. And so Fell Army was basically the first people to do that. They started in 2011, and they created a YouTube channel called Fell Army, obviously. <laughs> and, and basically what they did is they would take, like, little snippets. They would take, like, these short little videos of people failing at stuff, like maybe they were skateboarding and they failed, or they were doing some kind of driving fail, or... Um, Maybe they were just doing something stupid and they failed. And I, that's kind of the difference between two different... Like, I, you know, differentiate fails, epic fails into two different categories. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a minute. But uh, Fell Army basically was sort of like the channel that pioneered all that stuff. So, like I said, they started in 2011. 
and they're still going today, and they have since expanded beyond YouTube. I still think they're most popular on YouTube, which honestly doesn't surprise me because there's just so many people that watch YouTube videos, but they have really have branched out beyond YouTube into a variety of other social medias, even television, believe it or not. And uh, like I said, it started with all started with this YouTube channel. So they started to gain a lot more attention in 2013, really. In early 2013, they just their channel just kept going boom, 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 jumping up in subscribers. They went from 1 million, 2 million, 3, 4 million, and this all happened in just one year, 5 million. I mean, their channel was just like going crazy with popularity, and they were getting so many views. And um, like I said, and that's really what kind of snowballed these um, – compilation other compilation channels like i said the meme compilations and the other uh types of fails like people dying inside and uh, stuff like that so and so fell army begin to expand their brand they have their own website uh fellarmy.com they also have a facebook where you can um, watch little fails on there instagram they have fells on there tiktok of course and they also have their own patreon now if you want to donate to them and support their brand and they also, like I said, I mentioned that they were also on television. So they're on Roku TV. They have, they're also on Pluto TV. Uh, Zumo, I've never heard of that one. Samsung, Peacock, um, Plex, Comcast, Apple TV, Fire TV, et cetera, et cetera. They're on a lot of different types of TV. Um, TV. Like they have their own channel that just constantly just sits there and just loops fails because since they've done this for so long now now they just have a whole large backlog of these fail videos that people submit to them like i said it kind of started with them i think just going on reddit or other websites where they just um would sub uh, put these you know, take these short videos of people failing and then they just made compilations out of it on YouTube. But now people actually, a lot of their videos are actually submitted to them now. People, you can go. Sorry, but I just dropped my microphone. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can, yeah, you can go to their website and you can, uh, I think you go to About Us or Submit page or whatever and you can submit your uh, fails there. And I think you fill out like some kind of, uh, video and then you fill out your form or whatever all the stuff is yeah you fill out like a short form and then that you post a link to their video so that way they can get a hold of it download it and add it to your uh i think you do have to be 13 years of older and uh yeah so basically that's how it works so if you do have some videos with your fails on there and you're interested in submitting them to fell army um you know like i said that's how pretty much how you do it and um uh, so yeah, Fell Army is probably I I became addicted to Fell Army probably back in like 2000, probably I would say about the time that their channel started to explode really, probably back in like 2013 um, you know, maybe even 14 uh where I just could not stop watching these uh and I still watch compilation videos even to this day. I don't really watch nearly as many fails as I used to. I watch more like memes and like the people uh dying inside or maybe they're just doing something stupid and you know so i guess it's sort of like a fail but just in a different way i guess um so i don't I watch but i became addicted to fell army like i said way back and fell army was my favorite there were other channels that kind of picked up 
what Fell Army did and started do, trying to make their own version of it. But I just never thought it was quite as good as Fell Army was. Like when I would watch their compilations, I was kind of like, meh, I'm a little bored. Like they'd have some good videos in between, but a lot of it was really generic stuff. Like so many animals and cats, which I don't have a problem with having some of that in there. But it was like it would just be flooded with animals and cats or a lot of kid fells, kids saying something, you know, that one of those, you know, kind of reminds you of uh, kids say the darnest things or something from the old television show. And... um stuff like that. So I would always find myself going back to Fell Army because of the fact that the other channels just to me just weren't as entertaining and I liked Fell Army the best. Now, I haven't really watched that many Epic Fells. There's probably admittedly there's probably other channels that probably have better compilations now cuz as far as I can tell Fell Army has never really branched off from what they started. They still just do those standard uh Epic Fells of people you know, they haven't really branched off from that, which makes sense because, you know, why go too crazy off of, you know, what made you popular, what made you well known? Uh, I can understand. So, uh, but admittedly, sometimes it's better when you kind of experiment with other types of uh, fells and videos and stuff. And I don't think Fell Army's really done that too much, though, over the years. Like I said, I think they've stuck to their format, which is not necessarily a bad thing, like I said. Uh, Fell Army reminds me actually a lot of. Um, America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, for anybody living in America, if you uh, maybe a little older, if you ever remember watching that show on television where they had America's Funniest Home Videos, I think it originally was hosted by um, um, Bob um, Saget. And then that other guy, I cannot remember his name for the saved a to save the life of me. I cannot seem to speak to <laughs> Um, you know, I can't remember the other host name. And then I think a woman host actually took over it toward the last few years. I don't think that show's still going anymore though, but fell army kind of reminds me of that. Like as soon as I started watching fell army back in like 2013, 14, uh, like it reminded me a lot of that. I was like, this kind of reminds me of America's funniest home videos, but without the stupid commentary, that was one thing that always annoyed me about America's funniest home videos. They always had to add that dumb commentary in there, like from the host or something like, or sometimes they'd add all those sound effects in there too, like when a, someone would fall, you know, or some somebody's grandmother would fall, drop the cake or whatever the video was. It would be like they always have to go, ooh, you know, which was fine. I didn't really mind the sound effects too much, but the whole, uh, you know, commentary thing I found to be a little cheesy and a little annoying, but I guess that was supposed to be the format of the show. That was the point of the show. It was, it was cheesy. It was... Um, Stuff like that. Like, my mom didn't like it because she she said she didn't feel like it was funny because it's only funny when you know people. And I disagree. I think it can be funny when uh, someone messes up, uh, falls over, or messes up, even if you don't know the person. I just found all the commentary to be a little annoying. And sometimes the sound effects were a little bit on the annoying side. But the sound effects didn't really bother me too much, like I said. It was mostly that commentary I couldn't stand. It, they always had to put that stupid crap in there like them saying some kind of dumb remark i'm like just show the video i'm like why you gotta add all the stupid stuff in there and that's what i like about fell army it's like i said it takes basically what america's home funniest home videos did i don't know if that was fell army's intention but it takes what they did and just rips out all the stupid stuff and um all the stupid commentary and just shows you the videos and you get compilations of it uh, stuff like that. And another, you know, in America's Funniest Home Videos, typically you only got to see, like, 
three videos before you would have another commercial break because they kept showing the same video over and over because they wanted to talk about it a lot. They'd be like, oh, this is why this is funny. And, you know, they had to tell you why it was funny. You couldn't just watch the video. And uh, I was like, this show would be so much better if they just showed a, a compilation for a little while and then went to an ad break, you know, and that's what Fell Army does. You see a compilation for a while and then there's an ad, an ad uh, that will pop up and then, um, and then it'll go back to the compilation, you know, once the ad's over. And so that's what I like about Fell Army. I just think it's a much better premise. I'd mentioned earlier, though, that I consider there to be two different types of epic fails, though, I've noticed over the years. There's the standard epic fail. It's kind of like more what you would see on America's Home Funniest Home Videos or, the, you know, just a general fail in general. Is is someone doing something legitimate? You know, like like I said, maybe they're holding something. They're carrying the birthday cake, as an example, to the table. There's somebody's grandmother or something, and they accidentally slip and fall and drop the cake on the floor, or maybe the cake that maybe their face lands in the cake or something like that. It's just a pure accidental um, fail, essentially. That's one type of epic fail. And then there's the other type of epic fell where someone is, I basically say that someone's basically asking for it. You know, they were asking for something stupid. They went looking for trouble. You you know, like I saw one video one time. I'll never forget this as long as I live. There was literally one epic fell. I, I've tried to look through multiple compilations and I can't find this little snippet, but maybe one day I'll come across it. But there was this guy standing with one of those giant exercise balls. You know what I'm talking about? Like people bounce on and stuff. Um, he was standing on a top of a dirt hill holding an exercise ball. And I'm just like, okay, what's this guy doing? Is he planning on jumping or something, you know, and trying to bounce on it? But no. <laughs> Uh, what when the camera slowly zooms over to the other side and it shows on the other side, this is like a, um, what do they call that? A race, a dirt racetrack or whatever. Um, there's a truck <laughs> facing toward the guy with the exercise ball. And apparently what he was planning on doing was letting the truck ram into him while holding the exercise ball and seeing what happens. And I'm just like, and I won't tell you what happens, but you just have to, if I could find that video, I would sh uh, try to show it, uh, you know, obviously I can't show it on the podcast, but I might try to show it like on my website or something, put the video up there on my meme page, but I can't find it. But, um, um, but yeah, it's like basically like the guy was trying to play chicken with a truck basically. And I'm just like, there's fails, but then there's, like I said, there's fails like that. And I'm just like, that's just someone asking for something to happen. I don't even feel sorry for people like that when they get hurt or something. I'm like, because like you were asking for it. But like, so there's a complete difference between, you know, life happens, you know, it's an accident. You didn't mean to do it um, versus someone who's just doing something ridiculous. It's like, yeah, you're you're asking for trouble. But yeah, it's like I love Fell Army. I think it's a really funny channel. Um, I will admit I don't watch it as much because, like I said, I'm mostly focused. When it comes to compilations and stuff like that, I'm, I stick more to the meme side of things now. But every once in a while, I'll still pop up a, a fail video. And uh, I'll, if you want to know Fell Army's website, um, you know, of course, they're, you, you it'll have their links to all their social media. So it'll be a little easier for me to just uh, put my put the link to the website in the show notes. Um, it'll be a little easier that way. So instead of putting multiple links in the um, 
show notes, I'll just link their website. And then, and I think they have other stuff on here too. They sell like t-shirts. If you want to buy one of those, they say fell army on there. It has memes and stuff like that on them and uh pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. Pretty good, uh, website. I'm glad that they've, um, continued to thrive and, um, and I hopefully they, they don't show any signs of slowing down soon because they still have quite a few, visitors and listeners and uh, stuff like that so yeah definitely check them out um, if you want to submit a video or check out their other social media so yeah so in today's news we have pokimane uh she if you don't know who pokimane is she's a twitch streamer uh she apologizes after the backlash for using aave language in twitch stream title Pokimane has apologized for using AAV, uh, African, if you don't know what AAVE means, it's African American uh, vulgar language, essentially. Uh, you know, that g- disputes the African community. In the title of the tr- uh, August 19 Twitch streams, fans called her out, claiming she was mocking the direct form. Pokimane is the latest social media uh, personality to spark controversy over the use of AAVE. Olivia, uh, I can't pronounce this woman's name. Like she's that really popular pop singer. I think she was like on the Disney. She was on some Disney show or something. Was slammed by Twitter using back in July for adopting a uh, black scent and using phrases such as "I'll be trending." Um, non-black celebrities are regularly pulled up for their use of dialect. Iggy Azalea, Ariana Grande, and Aquafina have all come under the. Um, Barring line, Pokimane apologizes for AAVE language. Pokimane titled her August for On God for Real for Real. It's a bustin' bustin' sick in here. The caption included laughing and fire emojis. Fans responded uh, with criticism on Twitter. User Hot Demon Witch posting screenshot of the title confronting it. Stop. Uh, they later clarified that their position saying, I posted this because the title felt mocking and others believed it was offensive. This, and this is talking about other streamers. Let's see. Um, vernacular. Uh, let's see. African-American vernacular English predates Gen Z and the internet as a whole. AAVE originated in the U.S. black community and was shaped by the process of second language uh, activism. Activism? I'm not sure what that word is. Uh, Many people within the black community still use AAVE today. Uh, Videos and celebrities such as Nicki Minaj and uh, Nene uh, Leakes have previously gone viral for the use of dialect. This is the lead of whispered um, usage of AAVE and the internet in the form of memes, including uh, Chili anyways. So, uh, so yeah, literally she put, the title was On God for FRFR question, it's bustin' bustin' on here, uh, while she was playing Valorant, essentially. So she got a lot of backlash for that. Um and uh, it's like i think an old phrase for like aave would be like jive you know like a lot of people uh, talk about like they have that dialect where they say not only the accent but like they say like i said these funny terms and stuff like that 
Um, so my opinion on this, I personally don't see the problem with it. I think it's just a way of talking. When I was a kid, we lots of other kids, uh, whether they be black or white or Asian or whatever, I, I saw I never talked like this because I grew up in a pretty like generic, you know, house, you know, <laughs> white person's house. I don't know how to say how to phrase it, but like you know, I wasn't really around like black culture all that much growing up. I mean, I had friends that were black, but um, growing up, but um, I never was really around that type of culture, really. So I never really adapted that style of talking, but you have to understand, like, people that sometimes are around that type of culture can adapt that type of talking. So it, to me, it's more of a cultural thing than really a race thing. Um, I personally see no problem with someone talking like that, even whether, you know, what whatever race they are or color they are. Um, I think the whole concept of someone getting mad over something so stupid, I think, is ridiculous. I think people personally need to get a life if that's what they're going to complain about, about the way some their dialect and how they're going to talk and title a Twitch stream. That's just my opinion. I think it's ridiculous. People just... Uh, I mean, I understand where people are kind of coming from, and I usually try to look at things from other people's perspective, but I just personally think it's ridiculous and silly. And um, I think people, like I said, need to get a life. <laughs> That's just all I'm going to say about that. So It's time now for the most fantastic memes on the Internet. They're fantastic memes. So fantastic. They're meme-tastic. So today on Meme-tastic, we got some pretty good memes today. I like some of these memes. They're pretty good. Uh, this is America having the most... This is that uh, meme where it has Homer Simpson uh, standing there looking really skinny, but then when you look behind him, he's got like his fat all pinched behind him. It says, America having the most well-funded uh, and techno uh, technologically advanced military in the world the American people and then it hasn't but they haven't won a war a single war since 1945 yeah that's pretty accurate actually a lot of people still think of today as America like having this really strong army but really in reality if you think if you go back in history the last like three wars three or four wars we were involved in we actually didn't win <laughs> it depends on I guess it depends on how you define winning but, like, technically in a uh, long run, I'm not going to get into a whole rant of, you know, um, wars and stuff. But technically, you know, I just think it's kind of funny that people still look at the American army as a, like a, you know, oh, Americans, you know. Because we kind of act as the police of the world, you know. We have um, American armies all over U.S. soil, all over the world and stuff. And we help supply people with uh, stuff and we help them out in situations and stuff so i think that's just we have such a strong war presence i guess around the world so people just kind of look at us as the you know like kind of country like oh we're you know we're all about war and stuff and it's like it's not really like that but and it's like i said it's like people kind of have it in their head that we never lose a war when that's far from the truth this next meme says uh it says you're sitting there trying to sleep and your brain tells you maybe people commented on your post already and you're thinking nah that's too fast 
You're sleeping. You're sleeping. Okay, I gotta look. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. Anytime I have something, it's hard for me. I think the hardest time for me to sleep is when I have something on my mind. Like maybe I'm in the, I've been working on a project all day. Let's say it's a podcast or something. I'm coming up an idea. I'm coming up with or whatever. I haven't quite got it all figured out just yet, so I'm still kind of working on the concept and the idea. But then I'm trying. Uh, it's time for me to really go to sleep, so I'm laying down. You know, got to get up for work the next day, and but I can't sleep because I just constantly can't think it. Stop thinking about the ideas and stuff that I have is pretty accurate. So, people that have never done YouTube or podcast or any type of social media before, I just I don't think they really understand this concept of how this stuff can really rule you know kind of take over your mind sometimes while you're working on it it's like that's all you can really think about it for large portions of the day especially like i said when you're in the middle of doing something this next meme says if you shit in the sink at exactly 4:20 a.m and yell among us 69 times a shadow figure called your mom will come in to beat you up and you will wake up in a strange place called the orphanage. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. This is black is a color, white is also a color, but black and white television is not a color television. <laughs> Actually, it's a common misconception. Black is technically, from a scientific point, I guess you could say, uh, artistic point or scientific point. From an artistic point, white and black are technically colors. But from a scientific point, technically black and white are actually not colors. Black is the absence of all colors, and white is the uh, basically every color added to it, I guess you could say. When you remove all colors, it becomes black. And when you add a bunch of colors, it kind of, it's hard to explain, but like you, you get it. You can study that for yourself. I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to try to explain everything. This next meme says, after I was born, I didn't talk to my parents for two years. Talent, ju show judges. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, I, I think that's pretty accurate for everybody. Yeah, that's the thing about these shows. Like I said, you just, you got to have a sad, you know, story. And the judges, like, will just go, their hearts will melt. And they'll be like, oh, my gosh. Uh, this next uh, meme is uh, extremely accurate, I think. Says my original account on Reddit or really any type of social media look normal, everything's normal. Then the account for other purposes, <laughs> evil. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I don't do this, but like a lot of other people do this. Like I think with like various social media in general, it could be Instagram or Reddit or whatever. Like you have two different accounts. Like you have your public account that everybody can see. And, um, you know, it's like, this is the one where you try to be, you know, a goody-goody, you know, you want everybody to see all the good side of you, but then you have, like, you know, all the other stuff you don't want people knowing about, basically, we'll just leave it at that. You have your private account for that. I think a lot of people, I think that's pretty common for a lot of people. Your anonymous account, I guess you could call it. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought that was really hilarious. If you saw this uh, image, it would be really funny. So... This last meme says, uh, tick, uh, it says Daniel, the cooler Daniel, and it says TikTok, the cooler TikTok. Yeah, Vine being the cooler TikTok. I agree. I, I've, I've had this conversation with my sister, and I had no idea that she never found Vine to really be that funny, but she likes TikTok, and I'm like, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree anymore. I'm like, I thought Vine was like the shit, and I think TikTok is. 
I don't think it's outright horrible, but it, it needs some work, you know, like, the, you know, it's getting better, it's getting better, I guess you could say, so, but it needs a little work. <laughs> anyway, to, for today, YouTuber's birthday today, it is uh, Liger, I think that's how you pronounce that. Um, he's turning 21 today. He's a German YouTuber known for his gaming videos. It is, um, uh, Shia, Shia, Shia? I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Or Shiko. Why does it have spelled two different ways on here? When you click on the video, it says Shiko. I don't know. Anyway, turning 17 today, he's a Canadian YouTuber and musician known for his Minecraft gameplay. He also streams on Twitch. Um, it is um, Samantha's birthday today, or not Samantha, Simnita, 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 I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, turning 22 today, he is a Indian YouTuber and filmmaker, he is mainly known for his short films, oh wow, he does short films, that's cool. It is Snap Cube's birthday today. Um, she is turning, uh, 23. She, ah, she's American YouTuber well-known for her voicing various characters in the real-time fan dub series established, uh, by Charlie Marlowe and also creating a, uh, Snapcube's real-time fan dub, uh, series, a spinoff following the same concept as real-time fan dub, but only dubbing over video games as obsessed with dubbing any piece of media, she often does uh, Let's Plays with her friends. Oh, that's cool. So she does, like, voice dubs over other stuff. That's pretty cool. You know, I don't see that too much on YouTube, really. I'm sure it's a big thing, but I don't see it too often. Uh, it is Jaden's Hill, Jaden Hill's birthday today, turning 23. Uh, is a American sketch comedy YouTuber famous for his butt-cheek sonic personality. Wow. Uh, it is Zortex's birthday today. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is turning uh, 23. Um, Australian YouTuber known for his gaming and how-to videos, but does a mix, mixed bag of other content, which uh, consists of skits, trolling, entertainment-type videos, etc., etc. Um... It is Super Butterbuns' birthday today. I actually know who this is. Um, mostly for her Jack and Daxter videos. Like, if you've ever seen those where she talks a lot about Jack and Daxter. But she does other video games, too. She's an American YouTuber who has a main series on YouTube as a beginner's guide to video games in which she gives tips and tricks on how to make viewers' experience a little better. She does upload her main channel. Um, she doesn't upload on her main channel anymore, but she does have another channel where she uploads highlight streams from her Twitch. So she basically migrated from YouTube to Twitch, and but she still has a YouTube channel where she basically edits the Twitch stream. A lot of YouTubers do that. Um, but yeah, her main focus is now on Twitch. But yeah, I miss some of her videos. Like basically she does it on a comedic uh, kind of side of things. Where she'll take a bit, like I said, I've seen the Jack and a lot of the Jack and Daxter ones, and a, a few of the others too, where she uh, takes a video game and it's supposed to be like, yeah, like I said, where 
she's telling you, she's giving you tips and tricks on how to get started for anyone who's never played this game before. But she also, it's also fun for people who have already played the game because, like I said, she puts a lot of these comedic uh, spins on things. And, um, and, um, so it's fun for someone who, like, for me, like, I've played the other, the Jack and Daxter series to death, so I didn't need a beginner's guide, but it was still fun for me to watch the videos because of the fact that she had put these, uh, kind of comedy spins on things, and it, I found it to be entertaining. It is, uh, Shubble, Shubble's birthday today? I think that's how you pronounce it. She's an American gaming YouTuber known for her high-pitched voice, positive attitude, and love for games. She is known for her paper crown. Uh, she has appeared in many of her icons, including her Minecraft skin. So, it is um, Styro Pyro's birthday today. Um, turning twenty nine. Um, he is American YouTuber best known for a mad scientist and creating high powered lasers overvolted electronics and creating extremely dangerous chemicals he is currently lives in ohio oh wow that's entertaining it is j smith oti's birthday today um let's see here um he's turning 33 better known uh he's american youtuber who makes Let's Plays. His YouTube introduction states that he's here to hang out, play games, and have a few laughs for the enjoyment of madness. So, right? It is Corridor's birthday today, or Sam. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, I guess he's Sam from Corridor. So, um, he, it was the channel was created by Sam. Um, he is turning 35. I think it says yeah 35 um, they were but the channel itself is a live action skits and shorts but with professional visual and special effects oh that's cool it is Elthos Elthos Lab birthday today let's see turning 35 um, Canadian oh geez Canadian YouTuber who primarily uploads Minecraft videos he was a member of the once popular Minecraft server and currently is a member of the also popular Hermitcraft server. Hmm. It is Linus Tech Tips birthday today. Um, he is turning 35. He is a Canadian YouTuber, video presenter, um, tech, technology demonstrator, and advisor. Hmm. It is Eugene Cap Capon 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 maybe Cap Capoon I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, turning thirty-five today, he is a is YouTuber f uh, known for his online presence and forward-thinking social media futurist, public speaker, and three hundred and sixty animation director under the uh, production company Studio Capon. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, his channel features a mixture of 360 animated content tutorials and experimental animation videos. Nice. Um, it is under detention's birthday today. Uh, turning 41, he is a YouTuber, uh, Canadian, uh, comedian, vlogger, 
and internet personality. He is most known for his stunt videos, vlogs, comedy, and um, exceptional frequent phone calls at inappropriate times. He started making videos in 2006. Oh, wow, early YouTuber. And later made a second channel with his long-term uh, boyfriend, Matt G124, or call, also known as Game or Shame. He is best known for his series, Here's Something, which begins in April 2015, in which viewers should send various uh, annoyances that he would address. Hmm, that's interesting. And I think there's only one more. Uh, CubFan135, um, turning 32 today. He's a U American gaming YouTuber and a member of the Hermitcraft server from Chicago, Illinois. I think that's all it says about him. Uh, he's an early YouTuber, started in 2006, still going on today. Nice. So that's all the YouTuber birthdays today. So let's move into YouTube Commenters Attack. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about YouTube commenters, the meanest people in the entire world. They slither out of their bitter graves to come and attack on YouTubers when YouTube commenters attack. So in here on YouTube commenters attack, this first one says, by the way, Wolf, they actually buffed breakfast brains. A lot of typos in here. Says that someone replied and says, "You know that you can edit your comment because you got some uh, typos." <laughs> and the person replied and says, uh, "Dude, this was three years ago." <laughs> it's like he replied to a comment that was like posted three years ago. I still think it applies. I guess you could say. Um, this one says, "I'm going to make a song out of this." So someone replied replied and said oh one year later still no song someone replied and said two years later still no song this person replied and said still waiting then there was another reply and said i'm starting to think he's not making a song out of this someone replied and said bro and then knock knock three years later come on man don't make it four <laughs> you sure you're not talking about the likely k-pop song Four years later, guys, I'm starting to think he's not doing the song. Someone replied and said, I put it here early, five years later. Someone replied and said, I am from the future, and I can tell you guys, he uh, he uh, is an immigrant. Uh, he, that's a typo. I think he said, he meant to say he migrated to the moon, but I, he put immigrant. Um Someone replied and says, still waiting, bro, four years. <laughs> People really still have a, a lot of patience when it comes to stuff like that. Like, they are they seriously going back to an old post and just, like, constantly replying, like, dude, are you going to post it? Are you going to post it? Like, how desperate are you wanting to hear the song? Uh, this one is was a little video uploaded by Diet Bleach. It says, to me, it's always the hardest thing to watch when a man wants to say something very emotional and he pauses himself uh, just to hold back his tears. Someone replied and says, it takes a big man to cry, but it takes an even bigger man to laugh at, the, at that man. 
Someone replied and said, for me too. Uh, this person replied and said, it takes an asshole to laugh at a crying man. Men have feelings too, mate. Someone replied to that person and said, why are you gee? <laughs> yeah. This one, uh, this comment says, I'm holding back tears. This is a completely different comment, by the way. Someone says, I'm holding back tears. This video is so powerful. Someone replied and says, boy, shut your sensitive ass up. This, and then replied like a few minutes later and said, never mind, I cried too. Yeah. Uh, this one's a really long one, so get prepared for this long reply here. Says one, uh, someone says, if cringe was a star, TikTok would be the universe. Napoleon Barnaparte? I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, someone replied and says, if cringe was a TikTok, uh, cr if cringe was a cringe, TikTok would be cringe. Sir, cringe a lot. If cringe was a raindrop, TikTok would be ocean, be the ocean. Henry VIII. If being stupid was a mental illness, TikTok would be asylum. Albert Einstein. If cringe was an atom, TikTok would be the universe. Joseph Stalin. If cringe was a family, TikTok would be the doom Toronto? Toronto? I don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, some wise men said. If cringe was a leaf, TikTok would be the Amazon rainforest. Charles Darwin. If D-I-O was cringe, TikTok would be Z-A Wardzo. If cringe was the solar system, TikTok would be the Milky Way, Hitler's dad. If bones were cringe, TikTok would be a skeleton, Momo. This shit faker then quotes Sun Tzu, Art of War. This... If cringe was a cloud, TikTok would be the sky, the rock. If Amazon River stretches for hundreds of miles across South America, this creates a large valley that allows water to enter the river. The valley's base is made up of large amounts of limestone, which allows small amounts of, and I don't see the rest of the comment. I'm like, that's a very random comment to just put in the middle of this. If idiots were air, TikTok would be the whole atmosphere. Isaac Gudini? I don't know how to pronounce that. If cringe was a person, TikTok would be his best friend, Michael Jackson. <laughs> if TikTok was a dish, Gordon Ramsay would spit it out. If copied comments were a restaurant, YouTube Shorts commenters would be the best commenters. <laughs> Me two seconds ago. If cringe was a tree, TikTok would be the Amazon rainforest. Christino Trump. If I had a dime every time I cringed, I would be the richest man on earth. Some guy. If cringe was a yacht in town, TikTok would be the whole force field. Isaac Newton. If idiots were clowns, TikTok would be a curious, or would be a circus. I don't know how to read. Astra Shinwar. If you're not the clown, you're the whole circus. Meme from 2017. If TikTokers were a clown, TikTok would be a circus. Unknown TikToker. <laughs> if Earth was infinite, TikTok would be the Earth. Someone. 
If cringe was a piece of snow, TikTok would be a giant igloo, master splinter. If cringe was a wood, was a wood, TikTok would be a forest. I don't give a fuck who. Imagine that someone imagined this scenario which made sense to him. If losing brain cells was a company, TikTok would be the highest seller, Benjamin Franklin. If cringe was a flame, TikTok would be the sun, a wise guy once said. Tell me you're dumb without actually telling me you're dumb. This guy, hold my beer. If cringe was a dog, TikTok would be a kennel, my cat. If TikTok was a building, I would want it to be the Twin Towers, YouTube. If stu- stupidity was a war crime, TikTok would be the Bento uh, Mussolini, Adolf uh, Hit Troll, and Hidok Tojo, Joseph Stalin. If idiots died, the TikTok would be the cemetery. <laughs> if cringe was a football... TikTok would be Messi and Ronaldo. Um, I don't know who that is. If TikTok disappears, the universe will sing Obama. How fake do you want this video to be? Yes. If idiocy was a skill, TikTok would be the whole talent show. Ellen Benez? If cringe was a noun, TikTok would be a noun where many nouns would be be a famous person, fill in your own words. If yes was no, no would be yes, no. If cringe were eggs, TikTok would be the hen, gacken sign. If cringe was a spike, TikTok is the entire cactus, camel. If this video is what I imagined a learning Key would make when it tries to make a joke but didn't really understand the concept yet. If TikTok was a cousin, would be called Elizabeth, Mary Queen of Scouts. Um, if 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 was an if, then I if off would be iffy. If offers. <laughs> what the heck kind of post is that? If cringe was not family, TikTok would be uh, Harry Potter. That's not how you spell Potter. If cringe was a cyber truck, Ellen Musk would be would destroy it. Musk Allen. If cringe was a comet, tick would be the whole comet section. Tick would be the or do you mean TikTok? If cringe were weebs, TikTok would be the whole anime universe. If cringe was a sand, TikTok would be the desert. Wise man words. Do not kill the part of you that is cringe. Kill the part of that cringes. If this is today's humor, then I'm not laughing. A wise man. <laughs> if TikTok was a crime, America will reopen Auschwitz, Vladimir... Uh, Stallion? Uh, TikTok is the greatest zoo. If you choose iPhone, you scream like a idiot's like, yay. If cringe was a star, TikTok would be the universe. Napoleon Bonaparte. 
And that's all of them. And geez louise, that was a long comment section. But that is it for uh, YouTube Commoners Attack. So uh, in the middle portion of the show, like I said, there's kind of three segments of the show. There's the main segment that I just did. Then there's the middle segment where I like to review uh, YouTube videos. And then uh, the last segment is where I do, uh, where I talk about um, uh, esports. So on the middle segment where I review YouTube videos, right now I'm kind of in the middle of reviewing AVGN's videos. I started with this first one, so I thought, well, if I'm going to review the first one, why not review the second episode of AVGN? So I did just that. So I got AVGN, Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde, uh, which is the second episode in the AVGN uh, series. Um, season one it's season one episode two so basically this episode in my opinion is better than the first one the first one um avgn is kind of a a 50 50 almost it's like 50 percent informational where he tries to tell you why he thinks the game is bad of course he you know does it in an over exaggerated way because it's meant for comedic purposes and then it's 50 percent straight up just humor he's trying to make you laugh in some way and um the the first episode leans a little bit more on the informational side and then episode two dr jekyll mr hyde it leans a little bit more on the comedic side he actually doesn't really show you that much gameplay or talk to you directly about why he thinks the game is bad he just tells you that the game is bad and to in my opinion this episode is better because it's funnier and I like the fact that uh, this episode is actually the first time you get to see AVGN's face um, and his character he kind of plays a little bit, which I like. And it makes it, it's funnier to see his face reactions and stuff like that. I think that's part of what makes AGN, AGN funny, AVGN funny. So, yeah, so in this episode, he uh, it kind of starts as a warning session where before he even shows you the gameplay, he sits there and just warns you not to play it. Don't ever play this game. He kind of goes on and on about it. And then he was like, I'm not even going to... It basically even says that he's not even going to show you any gameplay because he doesn't want to play the game. He doesn't even want to look at the game. That's how bad the game is. But then he was. Fi- then he finally gives in and says, okay, well, you probably want to see at least a little bit of gameplay, so i show you some. Shows a little bit of gameplay, tells you why he hates it so much. He talks about, like, he doesn't really go into details to explain things. Like I said, this episode is not very informational. It's more uh, comedic, I guess you could say. And so he shows you a little bit of gameplay, and uh, then he goes back to him, you know, sitting in his chair complaining about the game. He goes back into character. And um, so in this episode, I thought it was kind of funny because he breaks character a few times, actually. There's a few moments where he starts talking about the game, and you can see him kind of crack on a smile. This actually happens every once in a while in some of the early AVGN videos. I think in the Halloween episode, I remember if I remember correctly, when he uh, babysits some kids in the video, um, he kind of starts laughing a couple of times when the kids are uh, in the video, and um, he does the same thing in this video where he and there's a couple other videos where I think where he cracks a smile a little bit. Uh, this is also the very first episode where you get to see the nerd uh, drinking Rolling Rock beer so that's pretty cool that's like one of his signature uh, things about the show uh fun fact apparently the game is so bad according to avgn even 89 cents is still too much for the game because there's one part where he picks up the game and it shows the price tag on there it says 89 cents 
and um and he was just like, "Look at that price. Who would pay that much for this game?" And I'm like, "Wow, the game's so bad. Even eighty nine cents is too much." And then he goes to talk about where you shouldn't even download the game and even play it for free. The game's so bad, you shouldn't even play it for free. Um, in one part of the episode, he starts talking about other games like uh, that he doesn't uh, that he also thinks are bad. Which he actually, funny enough, reviews a couple of them eventually in later episodes. He talked about Mick Kids, which he does eventually do an episode of Mick Kids, and he also talks about this game that he thought he was making up called Tax Man. Uh, but appa- the funny thing is, is apparently the game is actually a real game. He talked about it in a later interview or something like that. Uh, he had no idea that it was a real game. Um, he actually thought it was just, he just completely made it up in this video. He was like, it's not as bad as like Taxman or anything, but apparently it actually turned out being a real game. Ironically, this episode, even though he's trying to not get you to play the game, this episode actually, because of AVGN and it gaining popularity over the years, um, to come, um, because of this episode, it actually caused the more attention to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and now it's actually a game that a lot of people want in their collection, simply because of AVGN talks about it. <laughs> and he mentions this game, uh, in future episodes, he constantly refers back to this game multiple times. He says, it's worse than, uh, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, worse than Simon's Quest, Worse than, you know, Big Rigs or whatever he mentions, you know. But he often refers back to this game a lot in later episodes because it's like this is a, one of the episodes that's like he's really well known for, you know, in his earlier stuff. And um, so, yeah, um, this episode, like I said, I do like this episode better than the first one. I think the first episode I gave a 6 out of 10, I believe, because I do like the first episode. I think it's really good, but it's also a little bit on the boring side. It's not super funny, and he, does, like I said, the informational side, since he's trying to tell you why it's bad, he doesn't do the best job telling you that. But since this episode doesn't really focus on that too much, he's most it's more of a warning episode where he's just trying to warn you that the game is bad. He's not necessarily telling you why it's bad uh, because, like I said, this leans more on the comedic side of things. I actually think this episode is much better. I think it's more entertaining. Uh, you know, I can't criticize it too harshly because I understand that, you know, he was in his early stages of doing AVGN. These actually weren't even intended to be a web show. These were intended to be short films, of course, the first three episodes. And um, so I I don't, it does have some flaws, but I do enjoy it more than the first one. I have to probably give it a 7 out of 10, meaning that it's a good AVGN episode. It's a classic episode. It checks, checks all the boxes. It's not the best one, but it's definitely a really good classic episode. I recommend anyone who is an AVGN fan and has not seen a lot of his older episodes, I recommend going back and watching this episode. It's really good, very classic. It really shows you how a lot of his staples that are really well known today uh, really got started here in this episode, actually. And uh, yeah, so 7 out of 10, uh, pretty, uh, really good episode, a solid uh, episode, checks all the boxes, really good. So now we move on to the last segment of the podcast. Like I said, uh, the last segment is I often talk about esports, um, usually give you news information, what's kind of what's going on in the esports world. Um, basically, what's going on is it's uh, gaining more popularity amongst colleges, which I think is really cool. It's there's the Northwestern Michigan College esports. This is is a little bit behind the ball when it when new things start to develop. But North Michigan is jumping into esports quickly. Uh, Northwest 
Western Michigan College, it's kind of a hard phrase to say, is throwing their hat into the ring. Um, we had the pleasure of being joined by Dr. Terry, um, the Director of Educational uh, Technology and Director of Esports at the NMC. Um, new to the esports uh, industry herself, we got to learn to see what goes into making an esports program. Uh, so basically, this is a podcast called the One Up XP Show, and he talks a lot about uh, esports and stuff like that. So I think it's a fairly new podcast. Uh, it's pretty good. He basically, the I'm going to play some of it on here so you can kind of see. He does a really good job of going into detail. Him and Dr. Terry talk a lot about esports and talks about why more and why he thinks it should implement more into colleges, more into high schools, more into schools in general. And I think it's, I agree with him. I think it's uh, really great. I'll leave a link. I'll also leave a link in the description to his podcast. So if you want or are interested in hearing more details about esports, his is a good one to check out. Like I said, I think it's fairly new. So check it out. And um, yeah, so here's some of the audio from it. I, I got a doctor <laughs> on the show. Um, what, what is your, what is your doctor, uh, doctorate in? Uh, my doctorate is in higher education administration from Michigan State University. Oh, Spartan. I'm not going to say anything bad. I'm not going to say anything bad. <laughs> uh, no, that is awesome. That is, uh, congratulations on that. I mean, I know kind of the work that goes into the uh, something like that. So it is always very impressive. And I, that's why I highlighted it, folks. Doctor for a reason. Um, <laughs> uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself. Like we said, Dr. Terry Gustafson, Director of Esports and Educational Technology there at NMC. Um, but, uh, what makes Terry tick? Like what, what, uh, what is uh, a life in the day of Terry Gustafson? Oh, so, uh, let's see a little bit myself. I will be six years in October that I've been with NMC. Um, I came here from, thank you. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, came to Traverse city from downstate, um, okay. from Michigan, from Michigan state, actually. I worked there for 18 years before I took the position here. Okay. So, um, a little bit about myself. My original background was broadcasting. Nice. Um, that's where I got started. Uh, I was a director and producer, crew member, worked my way up all the way through that. And just through different opportunities, worked my way into education and educational technology. And one thing led to another. There you go. Um, so a uh, little bit about me. Um, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I have a great team here at NMC that um, has really supported the adding this to you know what we do here right. as part of our department um in particular uh the young man who works for me justin he's uh helping me out kind of being my right hand man um getting things going for this season and a uh, little bit more about me let's see um married i have a daughter i have a dog nice who's 11 11 years old her name is abby she is a black lab basset hound mix so if you picture <laughs> a lab with really short legs and a little bit yeah. longer body that that's our dog who we love to death she's our fur baby so nice. um um and that, that, uh, i have a basset hound as well uh she oh, is also awesome. 11 uh koopa uh yes my dogs are named after uh two characters in mario brothers koopa and bowser um, Bowser is a Newfoundland, and then Koopa, who actually runs the house, uh, is the Basset Hound. Um, Bowser's a minion. We found out that he's used for his size. He can get on counters and pull everything down, and then he'll sit there and watch Koopa eat it. So it's just like, oh, that's why you like <laughs> Bowser so much, Koopa. We get it. He's your minion. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, awesome. Welcome to Northern Michigan. Obviously, you've been here for six years, but welcome. Um, Thank you. You are uh, 
really setting out on an adventure that I think is uh, really going to be something great for not only Traverse City, but Northern Michigan in general. We, you know, we don't have a ton to offer when it comes to esports just yet. I say just yet because it is something that is exploding. We're kind of in the midst of uh, everything that has been underground for so long, kind of starting to grow, uh, popping its head up through the ground, if you will. Um, but uh, give us a little background on NMC and esports being introduced. You did say uh, a community member did kind of bring it to light uh, with a new building coming to town. But uh, if you if you want to dive into your goals or what's going on or what's um, taking place as of recently with the uh, NMC and esports. Sure. So we're super excited to get going. Um, our goal is this fall we have we're going to launch uh, two teams. Mm-hmm. One of them is Rocket League. The other one is Overwatch, both at the varsity level. So um, we are we have joined the NJCAAE conference, which is primarily two year school. So if we kind of fit right into that that mold for that conference. Right. Um, and we have tryouts coming up August 14th and 15th. Um, 14th is for rocket league and the 15th is for overwatch. Um, we've been working with several local recruits, um, and then mm-hmm. also some across the state. So we're excited to bring them in and get some tryouts going. Um, we also have a club here on campus, which is what I started a year ago. Okay. Just to try to get some, try to get it going. Right. Right. So, yeah. First thing I did was, you know, throw up a discord. I put it out there in a, uh, an email to the students. Yep. Um, and with, within, gosh, within a day, I had like 80 <laughs> students signed up. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, that just goes to show and, you the power that is yeah. video games. Yeah. And it was great. Cause it was during the lockdown and yep. everything that was happening last year, it was really one of the only ways on campus for the students to connect, right? Yes. We threw together a team and participated in a a, 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 a couple tournaments. And mm-hmm. then we hosted a, a Rocket League tournament just for NMC students. And, you know, of course, everything was virtual and nobody came to campus. Right. Um, but there was actually participation by students during everything that's happened in the last year. So, right. Um, but and we're really excited that, to get going with varsity. Yeah. And I bet you that just kind of instills normalcy during what was you know, a very not normal time. Um, right. Because a lot of people always like, yeah, they need a social aspect. What a lot of people might not realize, um, and I can vouch for this, is we are very social when we play video games. Um, you know, I have friends that to this day are like brothers to me that I play video games with on a daily basis. Um, but that is one way of me keeping sanity, especially through the last year, year and a half, where you you just don't know what's happening with a lot of things. I just kind of zone in, lose track of what's going on around me. This is kind of my, you know, my shell, if you will. Um, but I get in Discord with my friends and we play whatever game and we just have a heck of a time. It's a very, it's not social interaction face to face, but it's social interaction like a FaceTime or a phone call. We are constantly together um, when we play video games, especially if you play something like Rocket League or if you play something like Overwatch, there's a lot of communication. And not to mention a little bit of downtime, so you get a lot of different social interaction, which, yeah, normalcy and not such a normal time, if you will. Um, right. Goals uh, goals for the 21-22 uh, esports year. What are, you, uh, what are you looking to accomplish this year with your first year of uh, varsity? Uh, we're really looking to put together um, a team that will grow together, mm-hmm. right? So we're not looking for the best of the best players to come in. We want a good mix. We want them to grow not only as players, but as 
team members, right? right? Yeah. Or grow the, that skill set of communication and working together. And, you know, you get frustrated in the spot and how you, they work together with that as a team. Yeah. Um, to grow not only those two teams, um, but really grow even more awareness for the program. I'm going to start recruiting for the next year. Yep. This fall, which is the normal re- recruiting cycle, um, and hopefully adding um, hopefully two or three more titles by this time next year. Right. Um, not quite sure what those will be yet, but looking at um, League of Legends um, and maybe a couple other titles, right. uh, whatever the whatever the NJCAA is going to have, and they support eight to ten different game titles. Yeah, there's um, there's usually quite a few titles there. Right. So really, just for the teams to do well, right? Yeah. But they don't have to win. I just want them to grow um, and build that awareness on campus even more. Um, the other thing I really want to work on, and it was great advice from a, a school down in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Southwest Technical College. It's a really small school. Um, I met with them and did a webinar with them on how to start a program. And they had a, a really good concerted effort to teach the faculty and staff on campus what esports was all about. Right. So they put together a presentation and a video just so they know what it is and what it's about. And they come out and support the teams or at least have some awareness. Right. So you don't get that kind of weird look on people's face like esports. What's that? You mean they just play video games? Exactly. So, right. and, and, and that's a huge thing because just like someone who might not know what's going on, a lot of colleges and high schools might not know where to start when it comes with esports. You know, not everybody. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely check out his podcast. He does. Deep, he explains uh, everything really well. No um, it's more details on esports. Also, if you're also interested in esports as well, I think it's called the Centering Podcast. You should check that one out as well. It, it's on any podcast catcher. Um, uh, they talk about. Basically the same thing. They go into details. They go more into details about the players themselves on esports and not so much like the one up XP show. He sends tends to lean more kind of like what I do. He tends to lean more into the um kind of the spreading of esports, I guess you could say, the concept of esports as a whole. Them they go on the Center Ring podcast, they go more into the details of the actual players of esports, uh, what's going on in the actual esports world itself, uh, talking about, you know, Valorant and Counter-Strike and uh, Call of Duty uh, League and various things like that. And so, yeah, so check them out as well if you're interested in esports. And I think that's it for today's podcast. If you want to check out some of my other podcasts, links are in the show notes if you want to check those out. Also, I have a YouTube channel. Link is also in the show notes if you want to check that one out. And I think that's it. So thanks for listening. I am Kevin Emery. This is Internet Exposition. I'm out.